0: Everything. Your goodness, goodness is running, running, after running after It's running after me, me. And all my life You, you have been faithful all And all my, my life, life You have been so, so, so good With every breath, breath that I am able, able I'm gonna sing the goodness of God. Because all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. I'm going to sing of the goodness of God. I'm going to sing of the goodness of God. When I look into your holiness, When I gaze into your loveliness, when all things that surround become shadows in the light of you, I worship you. I worship you. you. The reason I live is to worship you. I worship you. I worship you. The reason I live is to worship you. I've found the joy of reaching your heart when my will becomes enthralled in your love when all things that surround become shadows in the light of you I worship you I worship you The reason I live is to worship you. I worship you. I worship you. The reason I live is to worship you. You may be seated. Trust and Obey was written in 1887. The words were written by John H. Samus and the music came from Daniel B. Towner. The scriptural basis for this hymn is John 8:31. If you hold to my teaching, you really are my disciples. Verse 32 goes on to say, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And for Uh, offering prayer. Welcome back, Jim Amal Watson. Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you for having me. Father, we thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from you. So as we prepare to give back to you a portion of what you have given to us, may it be multiplied and blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His goodwill, He abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Not a shadow can rise, not a cloud in the skies, but His smile quickly drives it away. Not a doubt or a fear Not a sigh or a tear can abide while we trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Then in fellowship sweet, we will sit at his feet, For we'll walk by His side in the way. What He says we will do, where He sends we will go. Never fear, only trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust trust and obey
1: good morning again as we go before the throne of grace to find grace and help in our time of need, let us begin by thanking our Father. Father, we thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are kind. Thank you for your love towards us and for your kindness towards us. We thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Lord, we are so grateful for this day. It is the day the Lord has made. We choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you for life. We thank you for life and that more abundantly that is found only in your son, Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for all of the gifts that you have given. We thank you for all of the blessings that you have bestowed. And we are so grateful that we get to call you our savior and Lord. Through your cross and resurrection now father the needs that are before us are many and we pray in the name of jesus for all of those who have needs known and unknown it's issues and situations that are too big for us but not too big for you indeed father you are the most high god so lord we thank you that you would be with brother howard in surgery this week that you would be with Pastor Dave and his family, that you would lead and guide Harvest as they continue to advance your kingdom here and abroad. Lord, we pray for each individual family. Indeed, you know the number of hairs on our head. You know our needs and our desires. Father, we pray for those who may worry or fear the future. We pray for our country and our climate. We pray for everything under the sun, for you are Lord of all. We pray for the small and the great, the large and the somewhat seemingly insignificant. Lord, we pray because we know that prayer changes things, because it changes our hearts and our postures to know that you are God and that you know and see and care. Father, I pray for every hurt, every pain. I pray for every sickness and issue. I pray for wayward sons and daughters. Lord, we pray because we know that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. Lord, we are so grateful that you hear us when we pray, that when we humbly come before you and give petitions to you, that you hear and answer prayer. So, Lord, we take this moment once again to say thank you for every prayer that has been uttered throughout our day, for every prayer in our heart that we dare not share, We say thank you for hearing and answering prayer. We thank you for your faithfulness, we thank you for your love, we thank you for your kindness, and we thank you for your great joy that you give us in your presence. Now, Lord, as we move from a time of petition to a time of receiving, my prayer now is that we would receive from your table the word that you have given, the bread of life, that as you have been our sustenance, from eternity past, that you would continually to be that even now. Lord, we pray that you would share with us from your word something that we would then go into the world and apply, that we would live willing and obedient according to that which you have given us today and always. Be our God, and we will be your people, sons and daughters, purchased by the very blood of our Christ Jesus. Be with us now and forever in Jesus name amen. Again, it is a pleasure and an honor to be with you again at Harvest. I am always glad for the opportunity to share and awesomely honored when given this opportunity. We will find ourselves centralized in 2 Corinthians chapter number 15 today. We'll be telling the story uh, from that vantage point, giving some background and some more information, but centrally we'll find ourselves in 2 Corinthians 15 verses 14 through 21. Second Corinthians 15 verses 14 through 21. It reads like this, For the love of Christ compels us, since we have reached this conclusion, that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for the one who died for them and was raised. From now on, then we do not know anyone from a worldly perspective, even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective. Yet now we no longer know him in this way. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and see the new has come. Everything is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I want to minister today from the subject, the great exchange. The great exchange. I I don't know about you, um, but there's this thing called buyer's remorse. It is this concept of when you purchase something and almost immediately or maybe a few moments or hours afterwards, you regret that decision because in the moment you wanted it, but you realized it wasn't what you needed. This concept of buyer's remorse is important because I believe it speaks to something that we see all the way back in the beginning of the scripture, believe it or not. When we look at Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, And we see that they were in communion with God, created by God, having fellowship with God, uh, and one another. They made a decision. They bought something. Uh, They bought into the lie of the serpent that said, God doesn't love you. Do this thing on your own. Go eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the one thing God told you not to do. And so Adam decided to disobey God. And he ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and sin ensued and darkness and death because of sin came into our world. I'm pretty sure after the consequences of sin were fully known to Adam, he had buyer's remorse. Problem is there's a no return policy on his decision, yet the story does not end there because God in his infinite wisdom and knowledge knew what they would do And gave for them an exchange Indeed we see in Genesis chapter number 3 A a glimpse of the good news of the gospel And that even though we as humanity rebelled against God He redeems us It is this that we celebrate the gospel of Christ Jesus The inbreaking of his kingdom Of him destroying the chains of sin and bondage And bringing us into new life It is this exchange that brings great hope and brings great joy to our hearts. It is this exchange that gives us a hope and a future that is not based in our circumstances. It is not based in our skills. It is not based in who we are or who we're not. It is based in who God is because he is good and he is our God. It is this context that we find ourselves in all the way, all thousands of years away into 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It is is this context of this great exchange that the Lord exchanged death from us for life in Christ that we find Paul speaking to the church at Corinth. We find Paul speaking to them, a people who were very talented, but also very distracted, and he speaks to them about the hope that we have in Jesus, not in our own abilities, not in our own strength, not in our emotions or how we feel. It is the hope that comes only in Christ Jesus. We plop here in verse number 14 of 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, and it says, For the love of Christ compels us. What great love it is that he would come to die for us so that we could be born again. He would come and wrap himself in flesh he would come and die on our behalf so that we would have the right to the tree of life the very people who are down and out because of a choice that could not be changed or changed by a choice by the god of our creation we find ourselves here in verse 14 that says for the love of christ compels us since we have reached this conclusion That one died for all, and therefore all died. Indeed, we were dead in our trespasses and sin, therefore Christ died so that we could be raised to new life. Verse 15 says, And he died for all so that those who live, that means those who live in him, should no longer live for themselves, but for the one who died for them and was raised. This is good news to us because we live for something greater than us greater than our own aspirations or desires, we live for the one who died for us and was raised. That we don't just celebrate the crucifixion of Christ, but we also celebrate the resurrection. That he is no longer on the cross, he is no longer in the grave, he is risen as he said. From now on, verse 16, from now on then, we do not know anyone from a worldly perspective. We, we don't know people by their human attributes. We don't know people by their uh, tendencies or by what they present to us. No, we used to know Christ as a man and as a teacher and as a rabbi. They said, even, even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective, we, we knew he was that guy from, from Nazareth. We knew he was that guy who was a great prophet and teacher. But now we know that Christ Jesus was not just a man. No, he is God. And he is risen as he said he was. And so we therefore don't know people based upon what they give to us or what they do for us, but we know people based upon the creation that they are of God. Yet now we no longer know him this way. We don't just know him by his human attributes, that he was was born of a virgin, but no, we understand that he was born of God and he takes away the sins of the world. Verse 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That is something to rejoice about, that we are no longer our old nature, sinful and selfish and self-seeking and self-centered, but we are now found in Christ. That our identity is not based on what we have done, but based on what he has done, and he has done great things. So we are now a new creation. Our identity is based on our Father in heaven and he is good and has made us to be all that he has called us to be. The old has passed away and see now the new has come. Now we get to live into the new identity that Christ has born for us on the cross. Everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us This ministry of reconciliation. Beloved, we see this great exchange, don't we? We see this great exchange that he took our mourning for dancing. He took our sorrow for joy. He took our death that was wrought because of sin and given us new life in himself. That That we see here that God has given us this ministry that now since we have been reconciled to God. We reconcile others, we compel others, and we tell others the good news of the gospel. And we share our testimony. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That we share our testimony of what God has done and I used to be. We're not ashamed of our past. We rejoice in the future hope that we have only in Jesus. That if he would save a wretch like me, he could do the same for you. Paul speaks to the Corinthians and I believe he speaks to us today that we have been made new and are to share the good news. That everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us this ministry, this service of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Look how good a God he is, that he was not counting our trespasses against us. Why? Because he laid them upon the Son, And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Verse 20 says, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. That we are citizens of the kingdom of God. And we are ambassadors. We are representatives of Christ in the earth. That since God has made his appeal through us, we now make the appeal to others. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. It is indeed the great exchange that only happens when we repent, when we turn away from that which we have run after in our folly and turn to our Father. That we go away from the things that have come toward us, the sins that so easily beset us, and we turn back to the one who loves us more than life itself. Indeed, he loves us enough to die so that we could live. And we find this great God making his appeal through us, flawed as we are, that we would follow the way of the master, the way of the savior, the way of our Lord, Christ Jesus, and find ourselves reconciled back to God. Find ourselves making this great exchange that we would no longer live In the dictates of this world, we would find ourselves knowing this truth, that salvation is a gift of God. an exchange from death to life, that the good news is that we can come back to life. That we would repent of our sin and put our faith in Christ Jesus. And that great exchange would be that we would move from death to life, from mourning to dancing, from sorrow to joy. Verse 21 says, he made the one who knew no sin, who did not sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This, beloved, is the gospel. This is the good news. This is what Derek Prince and others coined the divine exchange the great exchange that jesus was made sin for us so that we would be made the righteousness of god that jesus was punished with the wrath of god which was duly poured out that we would be forgiven by god that jesus was wounded that we would be healed that jesus died our death that we might receive his life That Jesus endured our poverty that we might share in his abundance. That Jesus bore our shame that we might share in his glory. That Jesus endured rejection so that we might find acceptance with the Father. Indeed, Jesus is the great one who died so that we could live and be forevermore in relationship with the one who created us just for that this is the good news that we are not just compelled to keep it to ourselves but to share with all those we encounter through our lives through our actions and our words that we are redeemed bought with a price jesus has ransomed our whole life if anybody asks you just who i am tell them that i'm redeemed I'm no longer who I've been. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. That this exchange is not just a swapping out of old parts, but a brand new heart in Christ. And that all those who would repent and receive this great salvation would be made new. A new creation fit for the use of the master. A people who are so distinct not because we tried, but because we've been bought with a price. Indeed, beloved, we find ourselves in a great and awesome moment to acknowledge and to receive again this great exchange that the Lord has done something so tremendous in our day that we may know him in the fellowship of his suffering and and the power of his resurrection. That by his death on the cross, Christ exchanged our unholy nature with his holy nature. That we would be reconciled to God and that we would also be ministers of reconciliation to others. My challenge and hope for all of us today is that we would know the God of our salvation and be a people reconciled to him and reconciling others to him let this be so in Jesus name father I pray that as you have reconciled your your son to die that we would be reconciled back to you may we we be the ones who would come after you in faith believing may we receive Such great a gift that you have exchanged death for life, separation from you to eternal fellowship with you. That we were created for that very fellowship, torn away from that through sin and disobedience. And you reconciled us back to yourself through the sacrifice of your son. May we never forget who you are and whose we are. Lord, I pray that we would glorify your name by being your ambassadors of reconciliation, that this is too good of news for us to hold it in, that we would share it with the world through our very lives, through the kindness and love that we show the truth that we hold dear. May we live as those who have been reconciled. And may we make our appeal through the love of Christ to reconcile others by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, beloved, it is beautiful that on this very day that we speak of the great exchange, that we get to celebrate the Lord's Supper, holy communion that we get to celebrate this remembrance of him. Let us now celebrate the Lord's Supper. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Supper which we are about to celebrate is a feast of remembrance, of communion, and of hope. We come in remembrance that our Lord Jesus Christ was sent of the Father into the world to assume our flesh and blood and to fulfill for us all obedience to the divine law, even to the bitter and shameful death of the cross. By his death, resurrection, and ascension, he established a new and eternal covenant of grace and reconciliation that we might be accepted of God and never be forsaken by him. We come to have communion with the same Christ who has promised to be with us always, even to the end of the world. In the breaking of the bread, he makes himself known to us as the true heavenly bread that strengthens us unto life eternal. In the cup of blessing, he comes to us as the vine in whom we must abide if we are to bear fruit. We come in hope believing that the bread and this cup are a pledge and a foretaste of the feast of love of which we shall partake when his kingdom has fully come. When the unveiled face we shall behold him, made like him in this glory. Since by his death, resurrection, and ascension, he has obtained for us the life-giving spirit who unites us all in one body, so are we to receive this supper in true brotherly love, mindful of the communion of the saints. If you believe in Christ Jesus, we invite you to participate in the Lord's Supper. Holy and right it is in our joyful duty to give things to you at all times and in all places. O oh Lord, our creator, almighty and everlasting God, you created the heavens with all His host and the earth with all its plenty. You have given us life and being and preserve us by your providence. But you have shown us the fullness of your love in sending into the world your Son, Jesus Christ, the eternal Word, made flesh for us, men, and for our salvation. For the precious gift of this mighty Savior who has reconciled us to you, we praise and bless you, O oh God. With your whole church on earth and with all the company of heaven, We worship and adore your glorious name. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord Jesus, the same night he was betrayed, he took the bread and broke it. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to his disciples. the Lord gave it to them and said, Take, eat. This is my body, for which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup, of which they had supped, and saying this, cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you do. Drink it in remembrance of me. blood that has washed away our sins. Thank you Lord Jesus for your sacrifice that saves us from our sin. It is in your name. Brothers and sisters since the Lord has now fed us at his table Let us praise God's holy name with heartfelt thanksgiving. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all of his benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him, who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, and we also give and will also give us all things with him. Therefore shall my mouth and my heart show forth the praise of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Amen. And the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please sing our song. Praise God from whom all
0: blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here.